0: Program made possible by patrons like you. Welcome to where we celebrate music from the movies. From the golden age to present day, we've got it all covered. We talk to those in the entertainment industry and find out about their favorite scores. You found the podcast, What's the Score? I'm your host, Frank R. Wilson. So sit back, relax, grab a popcorn, and let's see what we'll be hearing today. Recognize that music? It's a favorite of our guest today. Our guest is uh, different today. He's uh, currently an actor and a podcaster, but prior to that, he had a 30-year career in human resources where he conducted a lot of leadership uh, development and team-building sessions, coaching executives as well. At one point, he and his wife actually became uh, owners of a bed-and-breakfast in Vermont, And for a time during his HR career, he lived overseas in Hong Kong and uh, Singapore for about four years. So he's, needless to say, been around a little bit. But through all that time, since he was a young lad, he's always been a fan of film music. And in particular, one composer. The composer being John Barry. And so today, he thought he'd like to share some of his favorite cues and uh, share his love of John Barry's music with all of you. So I hope... All of you will please join me in welcoming to the program uh, me, Frank R. Wilson. Yeah, me. Well, let me tell you why. <laughs> I, and It's interesting. Whenever I've asked people to come on the program and I'll tell them, you know, can you, you know, provide for me maybe five to seven different cues of your favorites? And almost invariably, the response is, how do you expect me to pick only five or seven? I'm going to leave a, a lot of bunch of things out. Yeah, yeah, I know, but just pick five to seven. We don't have time to play all of them. And I used to think, okay, you know, what's the big deal? And then I thought, you know what? I'd challenge myself. And guess what? I found out. It's hard. There's no way I can only pick five to seven to play on a program. So I'm going to take podcaster's privilege, I guess, if you will, and I'm going to play more than five to seven cues that are my favorites. But the way I'm going to do that is that I'm not going to bore you with Asking questions of me and then answering them. I'm just going to basically introduce cues that I like and uh, share why I like them. And you're going to find out I'm not a musician. I'm not a critic. I don't even really know what I'm talking about. I just know what I like and why I like it. And that's what I'll probably share with you. Uh, These are mostly going to be cues that just have moved me in one way or another. Sometimes emotionally. Sometimes have uh, inspired me. Uh, all sorts of different things. Um, And so I'm just going to share those with you. I'm going to try to go through his entire career and give you a sense of what John Barry contributed to film music and to cinema in general. So with that, uh, let's just go ahead and get started. The first two uh, cues, and I will sometimes be playing cues back-to-back that I wanted to highlight, are from the 1960s, which is where we're going to get started. Now, a lot of people feel that that... uh, This was Barry's best decade of music. It was his first decade, basically, of film music. He was very creative, uh, ended up using a lot of innovative techniques and sounds and instruments, and I would agree with that. But I think it also shows his versatility, and that's what I want to kind of demonstrate here. His versatility. No matter what the subject matter, he was able to rise to the occasion and elevate the subject matter. Two cues I'm going to play is, one is the uh, main theme from the uh, film called Ipcress File, which, I, you know, it's hard for me to describe why I like it, other than the fact that I just think it's really cool. It just strikes me as 1960s cool. I don't know how else to describe it. Plus, it had an instrument that I'd never heard before. Uh, just a very unique sound. Uh, and perhaps there are many of you who have never heard it before, and if you haven't, you're in for a real treat. This, again, will be the main title from that. I'm going to follow that up with a cue from uh, uh, the film called Lion in Winter. Uh, This was a film that uh, Barry actually won an Oscar for. And it's highly unique and different from most everything else he'd ever done, both since then and before. This is uh, going to be Eleanor's arrival, and it just... The word that occurs to me is majestic, and I think I'm going to reuse that word many times in today's program, but it's the one word I can think of. It just really demonstrates the visuals and the emotions that you're feeling as you see the action unfold before you on the screen. It's just incredible. And I think it will show Barry's talent in not just being able to write symphonic music, so to speak, but also choral music and how effective it was for this particular subject matter. If you've not seen The Line in Winter, I highly encourage you to watch it. An amazing film that won many Academy Awards. So, anyway, enough of me talking about it. Let's have a listen. Again, two cues, the first being the uh, main title from Ipris File, and the second one being a cue called Eleanor's Arrival, and it's from the film Line in Winter, both written by John Barry. <laughs> I suspect the director and producers of a film called Monty Walsh, the, the, the last thing you would have thought of to pick a person to score your American Western movie would be a, an Englishman from Yorkshire. But that's precisely what they did. Monty Walsh was a rather unique Western, about the fading days of uh, the Western cowboy lifestyle. And Perry absolutely nailed and captured what this film was about, in in both ways, not only the action that you saw in the scene, but also the emotion behind what the characters were going through. Now, the cue I'm going to play from this is concerning action, and to me it's like a a classic American-sounding cowboy music, for lack of a better way of saying it, but I love it. It's just absolutely fabulous. I think it'll inspire you as well and get you fired up to go out there and maybe wrestle a few... uh, Cows or horses, as the case may be, uh, in a queue that is called Roundup, and it's from the film called Monty Walsh. <laughs> It's no secret that uh, John Barry, in many ways, is best known for his work on the James Bond films. Now, of course, he has five Oscars that were films that were not James Bond films, so he's got plenty to be known for for that. But he he cannot, you can't talk about John Barry without talking about the James Bond films. Now, certainly in the 60s, a lot of his scores for those films were just phenomenal and amazing. But I'm going to focus on one that happens to be usually a favorite of a lot of people. Uh, I, I think this time frame around 69 to 71 was uh, maybe the the peak of his powers when it comes to scoring James Bond. But I'm going to focus on the 1969 film On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, and there's two cues in particular I'm going to uh, play for you here. The first one's called Gumball Safe. And... What I like about this is, if you've ever seen the film, can you imagine watching this sequence with no music? It would be the most boring thing you've ever seen on film. It would have nothing. It would fall flat. It would be dull and boring. And John Barry just enhances that scene like you wouldn't believe and slowly builds to a crescendo. crescendo that I I don't know how... the filmmakers could have foreseen this happening. Because really, the sequence is kind of dull and boring. But not with John Barry's music, no, no. I think you'll enjoy it. It's fabulous. The other cue I'm going to play is one that, oddly enough, didn't appear in the film. In 2003, uh, one of our past guests, Lucas Kendall, had uh, been able to work with uh, tapes that were discovered to uh, produce extended versions of all the many of the scores of the bond films and put out uh, uh, music that hadn't previously been released and there was one cue in particular called dusk at pis glorium it wasn't in the film but he decided to include it on the cd and thank goodness he did my gosh the first time i heard this my my jaw dropped i got goosebumps and to be honest with you, I had a little tear coming to my eye. It is just so moving piece of music. I think someone has put it to picture on YouTube. I can't recall exactly uh, where you could find that but and and it worked for that, but on its own, separate from from having any pictures to go with it. It's just an amazing piece of music. I think you'll enjoy it as well so again, enough of my talking. Let's listen to these. Two cues from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. The first one being Gumball Safe, and the second cue being Dusk at Piz Gloria. And of course, they're both written by John Barry. I mentioned that I felt like uh, from 69 to 71, uh, Barry had reached his peak in terms of writing for the Bond films. So for those of you in the know, you would know that in 1971 he wrote the score for the James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever. And that, again, had a, a fabulous score. The, there's so many cues I could choose from this, but the one that I, I don't know what, what it is I like about it, it's hard to describe, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the pre-title sequence. It's a very long cue, which is one of the reasons why I love it, it just, it, it plays for the entire pre-title sequence and it changes, Uh you know, there's, there's rough and tough action, there's intrigue, there's a, a situation with the lady that he kind of uh, illustrates musically, uh, it, it just shows a variety of styles and sounds that I just love, and so uh, without speaking anymore more about it, let me let it uh, tell the story for itself, this is the pre-title sequence From the film Diamonds Are Forever, again written by John Barry. Some of you that are casual John Barry fans may not realize that he actually wrote a lot of uh, TV themes. Mostly uh, uh, TV programs uh, uh, in the UK. TV themes and, and also commercials for that matter. In fact, some of his more interesting uh, cues, for lack of a better way of saying it, are, are from commercials. I just love them. I wish I had good recordings of them. I do have recordings, but they're eh, I don't think they're really worth playing. But there is one TV theme that uh, stands out above the rest... was actually a pretty big hit in the U.K. uh, as a single. And I'm talking about the theme from the the TV series called The Persuaders that starred Roger Moore and Tony Curtis. It's really interesting. The the theme kind of promotes this idea of uh, intrigue and kind of a spy vibe to it, I guess, if you will, and all these weird things going on behind the scenes and solving mysteries and those sorts of things. The theme to me almost is elevated far above what the series was. The series was kind of I know, it was kind of campy, it was fun, and yeah, there were some you know there were some great plots and great stories, but nothing like what the theme was. The theme to me was almost out of place, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. That also doesn't mean I don't like the series I do I love the series but uh, for those of you that are familiar with the program, think about it for a moment when you hear this theme. is that really? capture what the show was like i'd be curious what you think you can obviously send me notes on uh, facebook on our what's the score page if you want i'm just kind of curious if you see it the same way i do anyway regardless let's have a listen this again a, a terrific theme song this is the theme uh the main theme from a tv show called the persuaders and again written by john barry You may have noticed there's no rhyme or reason to the cues I'm playing these are just ones that I really like and continue to listen to over and over again that somehow move me or make me think back to a time when I saw the movie for the first time the next two cues are good examples of again I can't explain why it is I like it other than the fact it just it captured the emotion of the scenes didn't have much to do with what you were seeing on the screen. It was more about the emotion you saw on the screens. John Barry was very quick to point out later on in his career that he, he wasn't a film composer, he was a musical dramatist. And that he liked taking the approach of uh, trying to understand what the characters were seeing and feeling and then express that musically. And I think he really did. These are two cues that I just particularly like. Um, one you heard that I used on one of my... Uh, podcast, and that's uh, from Peggy Sue Gets Married. When you hear it, I'm only going to play a part of it, but it's the part that just really moves me is when they're driving to her grandmother's house. And then the the other cue is from a film called Hanover Street, which is interesting in its own right, because he wrote the score for it, but because of that time, he doesn't go back to England, as he used to say. Uh, He wasn't able to be a part of the recording session, and he didn't conduct it, but this is kind of music from a love montage uh, where Harrison Ford is thinking about all the times they've gotten together while he's also, you know, flying bombing missions. But the music is just exquisite. So have a listen to these two, again from the film Peggy Sue Gets Married and the other film score being from uh, called uh, the film called Hanover Street. Uh. We'll get back to our program in a minute. This program is done for the love of film and film music, plain and simple. However, it does take a huge investment in time and in fees for me to make the program work for you. I don't sell commercial time and don't really want to on this program. Rather, I'm kind of like a a public broadcasting station. I need support from listeners like you. For as little as $3 a month, you can help me uh, uh, offset the time spent in putting the program together or maybe you just think of it as leaving a tip in the tip jar either way if you can join up there will be bonuses like an additional 10 to 15 minute segment with our guest every week where we'll play additional cues as well as ask us some extra questions and it's going to be only available to patrons but how do you sign up well it's simple you go to patreon.com slash what's the score and that's all one word that's Patreon. That's dot com slash What's the Score? Check it out. We'd be grateful for your support. That's Patreon.com. next three cues that i want to play for you are uh, at least in my view they're an example of how i've been talking about how uh, barry seems to connect with characters and the emotions they are going through but there are also times when his music really captures what's happening on the screen what the visuals are and i think these are some examples of a of exactly that first one that i'll play is a from a film called Raise the Titanic. This is, uh, this is called Gene Explores the, the Titanic. And it's, I almost call it an underwater ballet. And I remember the first time I heard it, it just it brought goosebumps to me and it just chills up down my spine. It was just so, so beautiful and it so mirrored exactly what was happening on the screen. The next cue is from a, a film called The Deep. There are a lot of things you could have chosen from this. Thankfully, there was a, a re-release of the score in its complete version instead of just the suite. And there was one piece of music that happened when uh, Jacqueline Bassett is being basically tortured th- through these voodoo guys, and uh, Nick Nolte and, and Robert Shaw are hurrying back from being out on the ocean uh, to come back because I know she's in distress. And the music goes back and forth between her being tortured and them racing back to try to get back in time to protect her and save her. Uh, I, I just love the back and forth, and especially the music of when they're when the boat is headed towards shore. I don't know what it is. I just really love the rhythm of it, the fact that I think it really captures what's happening on the screen. And then lastly, uh, I think this will close out the 70s for us, from the film uh, James Bond film uh, Moonraker. This is when uh, he has to uh, escape on a boat chase with a hang glider, and then he, when he lands, he uh, discovers a, a young lady who uh, is very attractive, and he decides to follow her to this pyramid that's in the middle of the jungle. And so you'll hear both the hang glider music as well as the uh, bond lured to the pyramids, as it's called on the uh, soundtrack album. And again, I think this just this music really captures musically what you're seeing on the screen so perfectly. So sit back and relax and enjoy these three cues from. Uh, Raise the Titanic, The Deep, and Moonraker. now you're going to have to forgive me a little bit because I'm going to indulge myself I want to play four cues from a score I know that's a little extravagant but again, podcaster's privilege, what can I say I have a new profound appreciation for those I'm asking to only give us five to seven cues for an episode so believe me my hat's off to you but anyway, the the film I want to highlight a lot of people say it's the last James Bond score that uh, John Barry had written now, of course, most of us know the last one that he wrote was in 1987 for Living Daylights. There was an attempt once or twice to get him to come back to the series, but it never worked out. However, in 1993, he wrote the score for a film called The Specialist, and there were lots of cues in there that had that kind of a feel of a Bond film. I want to play the first two, the main title, and then the second cue is called Bogota, 1984. I also want to play the uh, uh, some fight music that occurred, that's the cue says there goes the hotel room slash the fight but i also a kind of an unusual twist to this to the score i also want to play a cue that says ray meets uh excuse, ray meets may at her funeral this is very spiritual music and it's just it's unbelievable so i mean the, the other three cues are more about action of what's happening but the the funeral cue is it's, it's just magical. I don't know what to say about it. I actually used it in a travelogue video that I did when we went to Malaysia. We went into this cave that was very dark at points. And then it would open up into this huge cavern that um, had a statue of Buddha in it. And it was a certain time of the day when the sun would align with this hole that was in the top of the cavern. And the light would beam down and show directly on, on the Buddha's face. And so I used this music for that sequence and it just it worked beautifully. It was amazing. So I just kind of have to share it. So bear with me. These are gonna be four cues back to back from the film called The Specialist. Enjoy. <laughs> Well, after that marathon of music, I actually want to play another long cue from it that is another uh, favorite of mine. I can still remember like it was yesterday. I was living in Ohio at the time, it was in the winter, and we made a special trip, like about an hour away from our house, to be able to see this movie in Dolby Stereo. And The movie was Dances with Wolves. It had been a long time since there had been a John Sperry score that had come out, and I was excited to finally. Here is music again. The opening of the film was enough to hook me. It was amazing. It uh, had a feel of Americana, it a feel of war. All the emotions that go with that. I mean, it was just a phenomenal piece of music. And fortunately, fortunately, this score was re-released in its entirety a few years back. And that original cue at the very beginning of the movie was... Uh, was finally released, not the shortened version that was on the original soundtrack album. So I want to play that. It's uh, called Main Title and Slash Looks Like a Suicide. It is the expanded version, and to me it just shows the versatility in Barry's scoring for whether it be what you're seeing on the screen or the emotions that the characters are feeling. So uh, have a listen to this. I think you'll enjoy it. I uh, have been going through this list with you it's it's interesting. I keep thinking to myself all the scores that I haven't played, cues that I haven't played uh, that I love. I mean there's and there's a bunch of them. so you know maybe there'll have to be a part two to this. I don't know'll I'll have to think on that. The other thing that's interesting too is that there's been a fabulous book that's been uh, recently released called Music by John Barry. Uh, in fact, I just received my copy as I'm recording this today. It's amazing. It's a masterpiece. It just explores, in a very, very much de- in detail, uh, many of the scores that John Barry has written, and a lot of the, the behind-the-scenes kind of looks at the, these different scores. Uh, if you're not familiar with the book is out there. I encourage you to get it. Again, the book is called "Music by John Barry." I don't believe it's available on Amazon here in the states. But if uh, if you happen to contact, you can contact me, actually, and I can pass along some information about uh, where you can order it. Uh, if you happen to be in the U.K., it's pretty easy to get it. But it's such a huge book, and it's so heavy, uh, that they've come up with some alternative ways to be able to get the book to you if you live in uh, some other countries outside the U.K. So feel free to contact me if you're interested in getting it. It's just amazing. It truly is. And I've only just briefly looked at it. The um, the last cue I thought I would leave you with is um, from one of the last films that he worked on. This is called Plain by Heart, the film was. I was very fortunate to attend a a concert that, that John Barry was, uh, where he was conducting the orchestra in London. I want to say it was 1999, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this was a film that had just recently come out, and he had a CD that had... Uh, had his score in it. And unfortunately, a lot of the score wasn't used in the movie, unfortunately. But uh, there was one cue on there called Remembering Chet that just blew me away. Uh, And in particular, the way they played it in the concert, which wasn't the way that it was heard in the film. In this concert, we were very lucky to actually have the trumpeter that uh, performed on the soundtrack was there for the concert as well. His name is Chris Bodie, and I became a, a Chris Bodie fan instantly after hearing him play this. So I think you're in for a real treat. I'm going to play for you the, uh, uh from that concert. The cue is called Remembering Chet. It's conducted by John Barry, and it features trumpeter Chris Bodie. Enjoy. <laughs> can't tell you how much I've enjoyed putting this uh, program together for you today. I appreciate you indulging me and letting me uh, share my favorite composer and dominate the whole program with his work. But I hope you understand there's so much more I could have played. I mean, I, there's just so much more that I would love to share with you. And perhaps in a future episode, I will. Again, I uh, appreciate what my guests are able to do to try to narrow it down to five or seven cues per episode appreciative of their willingness to do that and I hope you've come away from this program appreciating appreciating his uh, versatility and what he's done through his throughout his entire career it's really quite amazing there's so much more I could say but I'm going to save it for another program I remind you about the book the music by John Barry which is out Uh, contact me if you want on my Facebook page I'd be happy to give you information about how to get it and we just might have an episode coming up that'll talk about the book so uh, stay tuned for that in the meantime, I want to thank you all for your support of the program, especially to the patrons who uh, support the program. My, uh, my thanks to you all. Uh, with that, there's only one thing left to say, and that's simply this. My name is Frank R. Wilson. My time's up. My thank you for yours. Thanks for listening to What's the Score?